to the Haunted Haulers podcast, a place where your hosts, Wendy and April, discuss the creepy things that lurk in the misty shadows of the Appalachian Hills. I am, as always, the mysterious voice in the walls. Hey everybody, I'm Wendy. And I'm April. Today's tale takes us into Old Louisville to the corner of 6th Street and Park Avenue, where a gnarled old tree with an interesting history stands as a reminder and a warning to respect the supernatural world or suffer the consequences. In the late 1800s, a beautiful botanical garden occupied the space that is today home to Floral Terrace. A majestic maple tree grew there and was enjoyed by many visitors to the gardens by day. But legend has it that it was enjoyed by a different sort of visitor under the moonlight. As the story goes, Louisville was home to a rather large coven of witches, who had chosen this tree as their official meeting spot. During these meetings, the witches would brew potions and cast spells and commune with one another. A popular celebration for the time period was May Day, which included a tall straight tree to be cut down and stripped of its bark and then adorned with garlands to create a maypole. In 1889, Mr. Mingle, a lumber merchant and head of the May Day Planning Committee, announced his intentions to cut down the maple tree and prepare it for use in this year's May Day celebration. Naturally, the witches who had come to use this tree for their rituals were not pleased with this announcement. They warned the community against cutting down their sacred tree by pinning to the trunk of the tree a piece of parchment with a curse that read, This tree shall stand and not be cut. We fed her with our laughter. Our leafy haven you'll not gut or pay forever after. But if you, wooden king, prevail and Mother Maple dies, the force of fate shall strike this town and rot between the eyes. If our tree falls, yes, fate will call to teach you, heartless dunce, that all man's work can disappear. Beware eleventh month. This warning did little to deter the cutting of the tree, which was indeed cut down, stripped of its bark, used as a maypole, and then burned in a bonfire. Legend has it that when the tree was felled, a great shriek was heard, a collective sound of anguish from the witches, who then fled the city in search of a new gathering tree. Little thought was given to the witches' warning after that, but exactly 11 months to the day of the tree being cut down, in March of 1890, an F-4 tornado ripped through downtown Louisville, laying waste to the city. As the story goes, when the tornado made its way down Park Avenue, a lightning bolt shot out of it and struck the stump of the maple tree, causing a new tree to sprout forth and grow. However, the new tree was not a beautiful, majestic maple, but rather the knotted and gnarled monstrosity that grows in that spot today. Around 100 people lost their lives in this disaster, including many members of the May Day Celebration Planning Committee and some of Mr. Mingle's own family members as well. The damage was catastrophic. The witch's tree standing on the corner of 6th Street and Park Avenue today looks appropriate for its name. The trunk is knotted and the branches are twisted and gnarled. The tree has been adorned with trinkets, beads, dolls, signs, effigies, and skulls. Local legend says that if you leave an offering on the tree, you will receive good luck. The higher in the branches you place your offering, the better your luck will be. However, should you be tempted to take something from the tree, you should beware. The legend also says that those who steal from the tree will incur the wrath of the witches.
it's time for the breakdown. Okay. For such a short story, there's a lot of substance here. There's there, a lot. To look there's at. so much I like about this story. <laughs> there's a lot going on. So let's start, I guess, at the beginning. I don't know a lot about May Day. Um, I don't know. I know there's a poll involved. I don't know a lot about it. I don't know what the, I don't know like what the celebration involves. But from what I understand, it's something kind of similar to what we celebrate as Labor Day now. Okay. Yeah. It's something cons- for the workers. I've got a conspiracy theory about this story. I don't know if I can get it oh, out all at once, but. May Day, the reason it's not too heavily celebrated here in the States is that May Day is commonly associated with the communist, socialist other countries. And so we've downplayed it here. And I wonder if this story is sort of feeding into that anti-red sentiment. That's very possible. Uh, But if we're going to start at the beginning, I, I can't see, considering how society treats witches... They're going to let it be known where their meeting spot is. Well, that's, a very, <laughs> that's a good that's point. A very good that's point. a good point. Like that's that's a big security flaw there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, if if I was like the leader of a coven of witches, I don't know that the the really popular local botanical garden is going to be the best spot for us. I, to, I think you know. you're going to be in the woods in secret. Yeah, and it's going to rotate. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're not going to go to the same place every week. I wouldn't think so. No. So okay, so you raise some good points. Leave it to our history buff. So, yeah, this is probably, what, 100 years after um, the Salem witch trials. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I feel like we probably would have learned a lesson from that. Mm -hmm. And we're probably not going to broadcast, um, if if we are these witches, um, where we're meeting. Mm -hmm. We're probably not going to just flaunt that out there, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think. So that makes sense to me. But let's say they do, mm-hmm. and let's say let's say they're brazen enough to just go out there and and meet here. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe and maybe they're meeting in secret. Maybe maybe it just looks like they're there visiting the garden mm-hmm. and not actually doing witchery stuff. Right. Okay. So so let's just say they're meeting and and, and doing these things. Let's get back to May Day. Okay. So it's not like we we learn. I didn't learn about this in school. I don't I don't know. I. I thought it was like the celebration, is it the celebration of spring, celebration of summer? There's probably some overlap. I've heard of a maypole, but I don't know anything about it. I know you dance around it. Uh, Here's what I do know as someone who, you know, I'm a former Catholic, and I know that the one thing I do know about May Day is you make, maybe you make a gift Mary, I think, is something you do for May Day. Hmm. But I do know this as a former Catholic, May is Mary's month. I do know mm-hmm. that. So maybe there's a correlation there. Hmm. So maybe maybe we're starting to put some pieces together here. Yeah, well, that's possible. But so I'm, I don't know. I don't know where all this, I need to know more about May Day, I think. But okay, so we don't know a lot about May Day. But let's go forth with what we're here for. And that's the witches and the tree. Okay, so, but first, before we get to that. I got to get to something else. <laughs> I got to go down another rabbit hole. Why are we cutting down a tree every time we have May Day? That seems a little wasteful. Why are we cutting seems down Seems excessive. Yes. Like, we... I mean, can't we just cut one down and like use it year after year? Yes. Can you, I mean, I feel like you're showing your, your privilege here or your, <laughs> your, your tree privilege. I don't know. And I feel like if you're going to cut down a tree, you're probably also not going to pick one of the best-looking trees in the botanical garden exactly. to cut down. Especially if you're just going to burn it later. Just go out into the woods and find a straight tree and cut it down. Find one that's already fallen. You're just going to dance around it. I mean, mm-hmm. 
Okay, so maybe there's some kind of ritual around the choosing of the tree that we're not I aware guess, of. I guess I know. I don't. But know. it still seems wasteful. Why are we cutting down a tree every year just to burn it afterward? Why can't we just store that tree somewhere <laughs> and use the same tree every year? It feels like a lot of waste to me. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I'm getting off my soapbox. Okay, so let's say then we are choosing this beautiful tree. But why are you choosing such a beautiful tree that sits in the middle of town that everyone appreciates? Okay. Back back to the, my rabbit hole. <laughs> so I'm driving down the road and I see these beautiful wildflowers. And mm-hmm. I think, wow, I'd really like to pick those and put them in my house. But if I pick those and put them in my house, everyone else driving down the road can't see them then. Mm-hmm. If they stay on the side of the road, everyone can enjoy them instead of just me in my living room. So it's the same with this tree. If you have this beautiful tree, leave it there for everyone to enjoy instead of just you and your Mayfellows mm-hmm. dancing around the, bow, <laughs> the pole. Okay. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm now off my soapbox, I promise. Okay, let's go back to the witches and their tree. Okay. Okay. So here's how, here's how I was raised. If you see a snake, you don't slap it because the snake's going to retaliate. All right. That's how I was raised. And so in this instance, we've got witches. And, I, you know, the witches are the snake in this instance. You're not going to provoke them. I don't know how I feel about witches. I don't know if witches have power. I'm going to assume, I, okay, I'm just going to leave that assumption <laughs> to myself. I don't know how I feel about all of that, but I do know that if there is a 1% chance that they do have powers, I'm not going to go and provoke mm-hmm. it. We're not going to poke the bear. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't go <laughs> poke that hornet's nest just to see what happens. I'm not going to slap that snake because it's going to retaliate. So you like that tree? Keep that tree. Keep your tree. <laughs> I'm not going to cut that tree down. If you're going to go as far as to put a spell, uh, ride it out and put it on that tree. But honey, and a well-written spell. At that. that was a very nice spell. It was very nice. I don't know a lot about spells, but as far as spells to go, it, it, as a literature mm-hmm. person, it was nice. Yes, I agree. well-written. But if you're going to go that far, keep it. Well, and, and when I read that, like, so I was trying to figure out what the timeline was, too. Because, again, not familiar with May Day. No, this tornado happened in March. March is the third month. And, I'm, and maybe it's because I'm born in November. But when I hear the 11th month, I think of November. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, like, I don't know for sure what day the tree was cut down. But everything that I read said that the tornado happened 11 months to the day. Now, we know the tornado happened. The tornado happened. I think at the time it caused, like, $2.8 million worth of damage, which they, was, like, six-some million dollars today. It was, a lot, it was a huge amount of damage that was that occurred and it did talk about how the tornado like went down um like maple street that was one of the interesting things that told yeah. about the story like the tornado went down maple street ironic mm-hmm. and then like detoured like I, I don't know how much about the way tornadoes move um and that might get us back into are we a uh you know paranormal podcast or are we a science podcast right. i don't know how much tornadoes like veer off course but like supposedly this thing took its way down maple street into louisville and then veered off course to go down park street and you know hit the tree there i'd like to know who was the witness to this lightning bolt hitting the tree stump because you're telling me that in the middle of a tornado you're gonna be close enough or be aware enough to like go check out that is a very good point it's a lot of coincidences Mm -hmm. it's a lot Maybe they had storm chasers. Back yeah. did, did the tornado follow all the rules of the streets and like stop at the stoplights and, and get into the turning lane and all that? Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a lot of coincidences. I don't. Well, and like okay, so again, 
sciencey type things. I have heard of like saplings, trees regrowing from stuff. Right. You know, saplings. But the tree that's there today is not a maple tree. Um, I looked everywhere to try to find out exactly what kind of tree it was, and the only reference I could find, one of our sources referenced that it was a hedge apple tree. Okay. So that was interesting, I thought. It was not a maple. So more realistically, probably some, you know, pollination happened. Like maybe some seeds were carried from another tree. It's possible. Maybe landed on this stump. Maybe there was a crack or something. Mm -hmm. And that caused, you know, this this other tree to grow out from this Yeah, because, like, there were varying stories. One story said it grew. Another story said that, like, there was a flash of fire and sparks and it just sprung up overnight. Right. Which I find hard to believe. Unrealistic, yeah. (laughs) Very unrealistic. Okay, so... I, I, there's a lot of coincidences here, and I don't know. I'm having trouble with that. Would I cut the tree down? Absolutely not, because no. like I said, I'm not going to poke the bear, as you said. Um, this new tree is not pretty. No, but it is like exactly what I think of when I think of a witch's tree. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to post pictures on our Instagram, but like, it is creepy it is you know very halloweeny vibe oh, yeah. like i mean it's it's not what i think of oh that's a beautiful tree no. but it is definitely on point for it's what it is definitely a witch's tree absolutely um would i hang something on it for good luck probably not because i'm not really into that kind of thing i don't really believe in the 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 luck thing mm-hmm. um but would I take something off of it? Absolutely not. For the love of everything holy, if you visit this tree, please don't take something off of this. Again, don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. I Just don't. Um, now, do I believe in curses? Well, it's another big coincidence that a lot of the people that died in the tornado were on this committee. That is true. But again, this was a catastrophic tornado. Mm-hmm. And well, like almost 100 people, I think they yeah. said, around 100 people died. So the chances that somebody had had some involvement with that right. was pretty high. I don't know how big this town was, what the population was at this time, but for this time period, I'm going to say probably not gigantic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the odds were probably in the favor of some of the committee members dying, mm-hmm. you know, with it being such a big tornado. So I can see that. Okay. But as far as, far as curses, I just... I think you can believe that you're cursed. Self-fulfilling prophecy is a big thing, I think. Absolutely. Um, if you believe that, you know, well, my day's going to be horrible and something bad's going to happen, I think a lot of times, like, unintentionally, we do things to cause things to happen. Now, I will share a story. Um, <clears throat> he'll probably kill me if he ever hears this podcast, but I think we're safe because he's, he's too cool to listen to this podcast. My oldest child um, thought he was cursed. Really? <laughs> he did. I've not heard this story. <laughs> okay. So, in my family, we had a woman who was a healer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she, you know, was well known to be a healer. Well, he was making fun of that. She's she's since passed on. Uh-huh. Well, he was making fun of that and, you know, saying her name and just being, being a teenager. Yes. That same day, like, three really bad things happened to him. Mm-hmm. Like, he was out on a boat. The boat stopped working. The engine wouldn't start. And he had to paddle all the way back to shore. Mm-hmm. I think he got a speeding ticket. Hmm. I mean, all these things probably would have happened anyway. But he was convinced he was cursed. Yeah. I mean, he was almost in tears. He's like, Mom, you got to help me. you got to get this curse <laughs> off of me. So what did I do as the loving mother? 
I put together some Epsom salts and some essential oils and said, throw this in your bath and this will take the curse off of you. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm impressed. Mother of the year. Yeah, thank you. I said, you got to say a few words. <laughs> I said, here's the words you got to say. Be sincere and apologetic. Yeah. <laughs> I said, and then throw this in your bath and get in and the curse will be lifted. Well, and you know what? That really kind of goes back to what we were saying about self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. If you believe something, if you you know, have intentionality towards something or, you know, a positive mindset versus a negative mindset. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be said for that. So do I believe in curses? Not exactly. Do I believe you can think you're cursed? Absolutely. Next day, he's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Epsom salts and essential oils did it. <laughs> there you um, go. You should, you should have written down your mixture and sold that. Oh, yes. Curse. Official Haunted Hollers Curse Lifter. I, I think we're going to put this on the website. If you want the Haunted Hollers Curse Elixir, we will lift your curse for you. So I think we just thought of something. So, yeah, next day he's fine. He's happy. All is well. But please don't tell him it was just essential oils and Epsom salt. Because he will be devastated. So, yeah, I, I, again, I feel like you can think that, but... I don't know about it actually being cursed. I don't know about that. But again, I would not have cut down the tree. No. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cut down a tree for something as stupid as just a pole to dance around <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but it does sound like a nice holiday. I mean, you're dancing around. Okay. I don't understand the dancing around the pole. <laughs> but it says you make gar. I, I read something about making garlands out of leaves and very, very nature. Yeah, I love nature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I kind of like that kind of thing. I guess I need to go read up on May Day a little more. Mm-hmm. That'll be my, our assignment, I reckon. Yeah. So, other than that, um, I get, think we need to go see this tree. I would love to go see the tree. Another road I would trip. definitely be down yeah. for going to see the tree. <laughs> it's close by. I think we can go look at it. And I'm not touching anything on it. My, my oldest kid um, went to college in Louisville, and I had no idea that this was down there because I've been through there a lot and I would have definitely stopped by and visited it had I known. Um, actually, I have to give a shout out. One of our listeners actually sent this story to us. So I have to give a shout out to Ken Gatton for turning me on to this story. Thank you. Um, because I was not aware of it beforehand and it's, it's a very interesting story. So thanks for the tip. Wonderful. And if any of our other readers have stories you'd like to pass on for us to research, please do. We're always looking for good ideas. You can contact us on Facebook and Instagram at Haunted Hollers. You can also send us an email at hauntedhollers at gmail.com. And we also have a webpage, www.hauntedhollers.com. Until next time, listeners, beware of things lurking in the shadows.